Hi, this is Tony Agnesi, and welcome to this edition of The Storytellers. We're in our third season here, and uh, we've joined with the Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministries to present the video versions of the program, which are running on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Our radio broadcast will be beginning later in October on the Living Bread Radio Network and those uh, Living Bread Radio Network stations. So be uh, listening to your favorite Living Bread Radio station for the time and date that we'll begin the Storytellers on radio. Each week on the program, we feature an inspirational guest and discuss not only their personal faith journey and their ministries as they, uh, that they share as authors, speakers, bloggers, radio, television hosts, Today's guest is Kendra Von Esch. Kendra is an inspirational Catholic speaker, a radio host, a best-selling author, a faith leader, an evangelist, and my good buddy. Kendra, welcome. Great to have you on the program. <laughs> good buddy. Not, no joke there. I am so blessed to be your friend and even more honored to be on your show. Thanks for having me, Tony. Oh, it's great to have you with you. You know, you gave up a corporate career to really to pursue your faith and, uh, and to help others uh, deepen their relationship, not only with God, but with the Catholic faith as well. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. Oh, boy. Um, uh, let's see. I was not looking for God. The world raised me. I was confirmed Catholic. And for those on the radio, I'm using air quotes here. Uh, for those that are seeing this on the video, I wasn't a catechized Catholic. I was confirmed, but I had no idea about the faith. For example, I didn't even know that Jesus was God. <laughs> mm. I mean, hello. I just thought Jesus was God's son. Of course, I had no idea about the Eucharist. I shouldn't say of course, but that was, I was clueless about that. Uh, mass was just boring for me. And I was put through and initiated in the church through the CCD program. Uh, I'll share my age. I'm going to be 50 this November 2020. So yeah, when I was going through all of this, um, yeah, not learning much. And my parents really weren't practicing. I don't want to blame the Catholic teachers, but we didn't talk about Jesus. We didn't talk about God. We didn't talk about the faith. Um, so the world raised me. And I know that you are familiar with this. I can equate it to the Anjali commercial. You remember, <laughs> I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan. Yeah. And I'm 10 years old, and I'm watching this tall, beautiful blonde in a business suit bringing home the bacon. She obviously can cook because she's frying it up in a pan. So she's got to be this domestic goddess. She's never letting her man forget he's a man. So she needs to be sexy. And then later on, she's reading her kids tickety talk. So she's a mom. I mean, I was pretty much thinking, wow. Have it all. Do it all. Have it all. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Superwoman. And I, Boys, I got tired just listening to you describe it. <laughs> right. And who knew how much that commercial would affect me as a 10-year-old? Mm -hmm. I was this short, chubby, mousy, brown-haired tomboy. And I'm looking at this woman thinking, I have got a lot of work to do. So that was when I started my first diet. Um, I was drinking Tab. You remember that? Oh, I love Tab. <laughs> but my, my father loved Tab, too. We always had it in the house. Because it had saccharin in it and not those other sweeteners. <laughs> right. The ones that stuck with you for an hour in your mouth. I remember that aftertaste. That was just mm -hmm. brutal. 
Um, I started my first workout, Jane Fonda's workout, and because that was like the first thing that you could practically buy and watch on that on the VHS recorders that we had back then. So I was always concerned about what this world said I should look like, what this world said was success and happiness. And I stressed myself out because I put my value in everybody else, what they thought of me. I certainly had this um, warped idea of what love was, what a woman should be. I thought, well, I don't want to rely on a man for taking care of me. So I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And the more I climbed, the stressful, the more stressful my life became, the more stuff I bought to try and, you know, fulfill what I was looking for and searching for, trying to find that something more. And then the more stress I had as I became an executive in corporate America, trying to keep my job and all the worries that come with running a IT department, that I, I just, I lost it. I mean, I was drinking, I was smoking pot, I was trying to find every pleasure to take away the stress because that's what this world is about. It's stressful and it's hard. So you better party on and do whatever you can to take that, you know, stress off your shoulders. I'm sure you understand what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. We all, we, all, we all, however, we all wear masks. I, 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 every one of us portrays someone that somehow in the back of our mind we think we need to be or to fit in with a particular group or fit in with a particular company or whatever. And I, I think the, the, the search for God and the search for Christianity and, and, and our following of that is really a search for finding the real me. You know, the me that once you, when you get rid of all the masks, the me you're meant to be, you know, deep down inside. And I have a feeling we each know who that person is, but we just aren't comfortable with being ourselves. We want to try to create this, um, this image that uh, somehow or other is embedded in our minds. And we're probably the ones that keep, I mean, it, it's perpetually fed to us in society, in the, in the TV programs, in movies, in magazines, in books, and living it. It's, it's always trying to one-up the other person or compare yourself yeah. to that person that has more prettier, thinner, smarter, more educated. And after a while, it just becomes exhausting. And so, yeah, when, when God found me and I realized that I was this beautiful, uniquely created creature of his, his daughter, not just this creature, but he made me for a reason. And as I walked down the faith journey and I started detaching from the world, like, I don't care if you judge me. I live for an audience of one, and that is God. So I have one person Jesus Christ, the truth, the way, and the life to answer to. And if you don't like it, or I'm not your cup of tea, or you want to judge me for the fact that I just came forward with my addiction to marijuana, I mean, when I first came out on the Catholic speaking circuit, I didn't bring that up at all, because I thought every person that I was looking at in the audience would be judging me what an unholy woman. Why is she here talking to us? And I was still attached to the world when I started my ministry two years ago. So it's been a beautiful blessing and a grace from God, this detachment from what others think of me 
I am just trying to glorify God and everything that he has done in my life by sharing it all because it's not pretty. I live the worldly life. There's no question. I mean, let's just go through the list. I stole, I watched pornography, I committed adultery, I was promiscuous, I was on birth control, I, what else is there? I was addicted to drugs, I abused alcohol, I mean, <laughs> and I thought it was okay because I was slowly uh, brainwashed by the culture and the evil that perpetually said, it's okay, life is hard. You do whatever makes you happy. If it feels good, do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, there, you made two transitions. One is the transition from that life to a, to a life in a pursuit of God. But then you made the transition from that to really wanting to help others. Give, give me a little sense of those couple of transitions. So, it, you know, I was like, I'm much more than my, my witness um, because God has done such amazing things in my life, the spiritual gifts that I've received, the, the beautiful transformation and miracles when my, uh, you know, in, in my addiction to marijuana, it was through my consecration to Jesus through Mary, 33 days of morning glory, a little shout out to Father Michael Gately. Um, I ended on Our Lady of Guadalupe the very first year of my walk in 2013, and all of a sudden, I was healed from this addiction that I had had for 20 years. So that was a miracle in my life. And I have so many more spiritual experiences and um, things that I experienced with the Holy Spirit. And as I started walking, I was like that, okay, God, I want to know you more. And I would hear all the time, living in the Spirit, you know, God's divine will in our lives and his voice and he speaks to us and I was like I want that more because I had a taste of feeling him hearing him feeling him both physically emotionally and spiritually so that was when I dove into learning how to pray and as a matter of fact people were asking me after I would be at speaking events as I'm signing books you know how that craziness is sure. you don't have much time to talk to people and they would ask me well, how do you, how did you learn how to pray? And that's a, that's a long topic. That's a great question. Yeah. But yeah. And I was question, like, you know. and that's when I put my video prayer course together because I prayed on it. I said, Lord, how do I take this to the world? Because I don't, I want to walk with you. I want to be there with you. That's why I do so much on social media and on YouTube and videos because I was alone a vast majority of my journey. And I didn't think anyone was as bad of a person as I was, <laughs> you know, I kept watching all these people and I'd be like, Oh, they're really holy. Like I, I feel really bad watching them, you know, I don't oh, know every, so. every time I tell someone that I go to mass daily, they go, Oh, go to mass daily. You must be holy. And I go, no, you know, uh, mass is not a sanctuary for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. And, uh, you know, St. Paul says he was the worst. So I've got to be at least top five. I, I would, I would, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you and I know that's not true. But yeah, right? I mean, God works on the, yeah. you know, the abnormally born ones as if we're using St. Paul as an example. And so exactly. I just felt like I needed to walk with others and share all of the things that I could possibly share to bring people closer to, to God, the most important relationship in your life, to teach people 
how to pray and just maybe save them a little struggle and angst because I had to look all this stuff up and, you know, try to find these resources on my own. And then is this a good resource? Is this not a good resource? And so I'm just trying to help others um, on the walk because we are not meant to walk alone. I mean, think of how many times you and I talk together mm. to lift each other up. I remember that one time that you, I was having a bad day and I don't know if you saw it on a video or if I sent you a text or something and you called me and I, oh, I could cry. You're such a doll. Um, you had said, hey, we've all been there. It's a walk and we're here to lift each other up and to carry each other through these moments. And it's, it's so important to, to love each other on this journey. So you I want to say thank you. For oh, you're, you're, you're you. welcome. And you've had that. So believe me, there's been times when you've uh, pulled me out of, the, uh, out of the rut too. Let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about prayer a little bit. I, the biggest thing I hear all the time, I want you to deal with this. Tony, I'm just too busy to pray. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there's this free ebook we'll give to everyone before the end of the show. There's two free small little ebooks that I think everyone should download um, because one are for people who don't really know how to pray but they're struggling with some major things in their life like there I took I took five aspects of life financial issues death in the family or someone that you love um, illness either of yourself or someone that you love uh, fear anxiety and worry and addiction so People may not know how to pray. So I put prayers in there that I have actually used myself or prayed for other people. Then I pulled Bible verses together and some saints that we can pray to, to um, intercede for our behalf. And then there's the beautiful surrender novena at the end, the nine days where we give Jesus everything. Jesus, you take care of it. And a couple of other bonus prayers in there. So, um, but the other one is a Master Your Mind Retreat ebook download. And I asked people for a quick survey. So before you get the ebook download, you ask, answer four questions. And one of them was, what's your big, biggest obstacle in prayer? Thousands of answers I've, I've received. And a lot of them have to do with, I don't have time. I can't keep my mind focused. I don't know how to sit there and, and pray. What's the purpose of mental prayer? Why do I need to do it? So I found that, okay, I'm going to put together an online master your mind and find joy in prayer retreat. So pray for me as I try to put that puppy together, because I think it's such a beautiful thing when you do have those consolations from God and you really have a moment in prayer that you know you have a deep relationship with him. So for those to your, this is a long-winded answer to your question. To those who say you don't have time, it is unjust not to pray. So if you are on the, the journey and you're trying to get to heaven, the first commandment is to keep your one and only God the center of your life with all your might, with all your strength. And that means we need to worship him. That's why we're also called to go to mass every week. <laughs> it's a mortal sin not to. It's really when you get beyond and you start putting prayer in your life regularly, when you get beyond this struggle, it's beautiful because then God pulls you toward him and it's not such a fight. 
Yeah, Mother Teresa was once traveling with uh, with uh, a group of bishops, and one of the bishops was bemoaning the fact he was so busy with all of the administrative things and everything he had. He said, you know, uh, I'm so busy, I don't even have time to pray. And Mother uh, Teresa, now St. Mother Teresa, says, uh, if you're too busy to pray, you're too busy, you know. And I find, you know, I, I pray on the way to work. Now, I haven't here in the last six months since I've been working from home. But I know I live exactly one rosary from my office. It's almost amen, and I'm, I'm at the office, you know. So you find time to pray. And a lot of people have trouble with silence. Uh, just, just, they're so used to having some noise in the background that just to be silent to, I don't know how you hear God with all the noise, so to be silent. Talk about that for just a second. Just the, the struggle people have with just, just to be <laughs> silent and be in God's presence. Yeah, I'll tell you my struggle. I walked into adoration because I didn't even know what adoration was. So I wanted to check it out. I heard about it on the radio and I knew there was a 24-hour adoration chapel in, my, uh, in this parish that's by me. So I walk in there. And I see Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, and oh, it's a tiny little chapel, and it's so quiet. Now, for 42 years of my life, I never sat in silence. I always had the TV, the radio, music, something going on to just bombard my head with stuff. And geez, now with technology and our smartphones and everything, it's even worse. It's an addiction to being entertained. So I walk in there, I see all these people, you know, some are kneeling, some are reading, some have the rosary in their hand. And I could feel God in that room. There was no question that was Jesus. But when I knelt down and I sat there, I started freaking out a little bit. Like the silence was deafening. That, that phrase just rang in my head. I think I lasted six, maybe seven minutes. And then I left and then I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to go back and try again and go back and try again. So I would add a few more minutes. And now that holy hour that all of us should be doing at least once a week is turning into a half an hour almost every day. Like after mass being that daily mass goer, praise God, I have the luxury of a little time where I could just slide into adoration and spend some time with him. Even in these in, in this situation, I'm blessed in my, in my parish. We've, we've got um, adoration open. Only six people can be in there, but I'll still slide in. It's, it's so comforting to me now. It's so peaceful to me now. So if you're struggling with it, that's okay. That's totally normal. Just keep going to him. And, get, you know, some, some people read and do other things. And I just say, just sit with God, thank him and love him and cry. I can't tell you how many times I've cried in adoration. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. I love, the, I love praying for others too. I, I, I find that, uh, that it's a, to, once I get into a quiet space, yeah. I can think of, of, you know, people that are ill or people that have lost a loved one or whatever. And it really gives you a time to intercede for them too with your prayer, which is, which I think is a beautiful way of, of, uh, you know, of, of prayer expression. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, we get hung up sometimes in some of these um, new age kind of meditative things or, um, you know, uh, mindfulness things and i know we can we can as catholics can be mindful nobody has a a, a um, patent on that word but how we get confused with all of these different uh ways instead of the way 
So when you look at the new age meditative movement, Buddhism, even in yoga, um, it, it really is emptying your mind, emptying yourself and calling on like the energy of the universe. And in Catholic Christian meditative prayer or mental prayer, as we all know, is all about going inward with God talking to God, you know, God and the Holy Spirit lives within us. So while we might be pushing the distractions away, we aren't trying to empty our minds. We are trying to put ourselves into the presence of the Lord and to have that love affair with him and to feel him. I mean, St. Teresa of Avila says, look, we're supposed to have a mystical relationship with the Lord. It's not just supposed to be a one-way vocal prayer where you say your prayers and then you're kind of out. We're supposed to be in communication with him. St. Paul, right? We're supposed to pray incessantly all day. Well, you do that when you are actually spending that time loving God, thanking God, and praising him, worshiping him, but also pouring your heart out to him. And mental prayer for me always is based on scripture. So I don't, um, I don't like read saint books or other, or, you know, I've occasionally looked at the crucifix and meditated on that, but I use those daily readings every single day because it is the living word in my life. He speaks to me every single day. And I love that we have that in the Catholic church and many people who don't go to daily mass should still read those daily readings because there's always a word, a phrase, or a theme that is shouting at me. And I know that that's God. It's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you do a lot of speaking. And, and uh, for those people who are listening to you, uh, and, and I know there are a lot of parishes, there are a lot of groups, uh, uh, dioceses that have women's conferences and, and so forth. Um, how do, how do they get in touch with you, Kendra, if, if they're interested in having you speak at their, uh, at their organization? And, and what are some of the topics and things that you, you, that you uh, I know prayer being one big one, but what are some of the other topics? Yeah, so you can just go to my website, KendraVonEsch.com, and just click contact and reach out. Um, tell me a little bit about what's going on. Every single event, parish mission, or retreat that I've led has been customized. So it's so important for people to realize that just because it's not a topic on my speaker page doesn't mean that we can't talk about what the theme is and also about your audience and their particular culture. So I have things around my, my witness. I have um, topics about deliverance and the spiritual warfare that we are in every day, of course, prayer, mental prayer, and there's actually a retreat that I host in person. Could be all day. I've done an all day one, or it can be just a morning, mm -hmm. typically wrapped around mass, adoration, confession, uh, where people actually learn how to pray mental prayer, and we do it together at the very end. We put it all together. Um, others are, uh, I just spoke for, for a global virtual conference for students kind of around the the university age mm -hmm. about sex before marriage the title of it was no sex no kidding mm -hmm. 
So it was really my epiphany about the beauty of the body um, and its gift to someone in, in marriage. I also speak to business leaders about leading in uh, lead your life in compassion. So lead with compassion. That's a big hit with the Legatus groups and other Catholic business networks. Uh, because it's not just in our personal life, it's in our professional life. I used to say, if it wasn't for people, work would be easy. It'd be easy. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of them, a lot of different ones. And just, you know, if you just want to um, chat for 10 minutes or send emails back and forth, I'm happy to come to some topic that's the best for your particular event. I wanted in the very we just short period of time, I wanted to mention your book. You have a best-selling book, uh, inspirational bestseller called Am I Catholic, which is basically, uh, there it is, which is basically your story. And um, so if, uh, if people are interested in what you were saying, uh, they can get all the uh, in-depth there in uh, Am I Catholic. How do they get the book? Uh, from your website, Amazon, how do they do that? Yeah, they can go to the website, which will eventually uh, move them to Amazon. It's also on Audible. So those peeps who aren't real big readers can hear me narrate my own story and my book. And also don't forget in the captions, download in the captions and the description of whatever you've got going on, Tony, these two free downloads because this last one has a bunch of electronic links on it that take people to other resources to help them with mental prayer. So it's chock filled with goodies, not just my stuff. That's wonderful. And I will, I, I'm, I'm sure that everyone is saying, Tony, you better share those links. So we'll have, we'll have those links in the description of the, of the video and uh, we'll have them available for the, uh, for ra our radio audience uh, as well. Uh, just uh, joy having you here, uh, Kendra. It always is. Uh, you uh, brighten up the day and and make things really fun for uh, for our audience. But I think you have a message that really resonates today with people in a in a kind of a go go uh, as type of lifestyle we have, where every minute is planned and and we feel. I, I did a I did a piece this morning on the quest for rest. Just take a nap, you know, geez, you don't have to have every minute of every day on your calendar. Uh, I actually started about 10 years ago scheduling on my calendar breaks and naps and so forth, just because we have to remember that, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're human uh, beings, not human doings. So we have to occasionally take time to be, and a lot of that is taking time in prayer. And uh, thank you for uh, sharing those thoughts with us today. It's been fun. We'll do this again, I'm sure, in the future. Kendra, thank you so much. Oh, bless you so much. Thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm in. You just say the word. You bet. And that's our show for today. My thanks to Kendra Von Esch for being with us. Uh, the program will premiere this Wednesday at 6 p.m. on YouTube at the Fiat Ministry Network at Patchwork Heart Ministries at my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tony Agnesi on my website, so forth. Uh, and you want to subscribe at the top of that uh, screen so that you don't miss a single episode of the storytellers. The radio program is produced by the Living Bread Radio Network. It airs on their stations. Check the schedule for times and dates. And uh, the radio version is also available at thestorytellersradio.com and later in the week at breadboxmedia.com, the Catholic podcasting site. This is Tony Agnesi. We'll see you next week with another edition of the storytellers. God bless. <laughs>